Welcome to Romans the Journey. And what is Romans the Journey? Well, Romans is a journey. It's the book of Romans in the Bible. And it's a journey. But it is not a journey from Jerusalem to Rome. It's a journey from the law of Moses to the grace of Jesus Christ. Why would you want to study out Romans? Well, the Bible tells us why you'd want to study any book of the Bible. Let's have a look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, um, and we'll read from verse 15, which says, Study to show yourself approved before God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let's read that again. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. This is an instruction given to believers. Are you a believer? Did you believe on Jesus Christ? Then this is one of your responsibilities to make yourself available to receive discipleship. Jesus said to go out into all the world and to make disciples of all the nations. That's what this is about. But there's, there's two sides to the coin. There's the responsibility of the, of the believer to receive instruction, to come under discipleship and to study. But there's also the responsibility of those in fivefold ministry who are called to teach the believers or to disciple the believers. And we find this over in Ephesians 4 verse 11. Let's go there. I'll just grab my iPad and scroll through to Ephesians 4 verse 11. So Ephesians 4, and we'll read from verse 11 down to verse 15. And it says, And he, that's God, Jesus, gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. That's five, five-fold ministry. Why did he give them to the church? Verse 12 tells us, For the perfecting of the saints. The saints, that's us. Saints are not dead people. Paul, the apostle, wrote to the saints in Ephesus and various other communities. He wasn't writing to dead people. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's the responsibility of those called to fivefold ministry. To make disciples of the new converts. To train them up for the perfecting of the saints. Verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, 
for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13, till we all come to the unity of, of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, I better scroll that up. I'll go back to verse 14 so you can see it. I didn't realize it was concealed. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. So, as you can see, the, the emphasis is here, it's twofold. As I said, it's like a two sides to a coin. The new convert has a responsibility to study, to show themselves approved before God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, it goes down and it talks about the deceit of and cunning craftiness of those who are deceive, deceive us. Look, if you can rightly divide the word of truth for yourself, then there's no way you can be deceived because you will know the word and you will know what it means. You see, until you can rightly divide the word of truth for yourself, you're going to be pastor-dependent or teacher-dependent. But that's not the way it should be forever. That's only during this preparation stage. What, what happens is, once you can rightly divide the word of truth for yourself, then you will be God-dependent. You'll no longer be pastor-dependent or, or teacher-dependent. And I'm not speaking against pastors or teachers. I'm a teacher myself. So I'm not speaking against myself. I'm just saying that this preparation period is, is for a period of time. And how long is that period of time? Well, it depends how hungry you are. It depends how much word you put into yourself. And, you know, as we learn to rightly divide the word of truth for ourselves during this, these teachings, I'm going to repeat certain things um, multiple times to make sure that people get it. And here's one. You need to be reading 80% New Testament and 20% Old Testament. What you do is you're a New Testament saint. New Testament saints listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. Listen to the words of Jesus. You know, Jesus, if you just look at the... Let's go to... Um, we'll just go to Hebrews. Actually, I probably can't get it up on screen for you now. 
So I will just read it to you. If I go to Hebrews, Hebrews um, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophet, prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son. You see, God the Father elevated the words of Jesus above those of the law and the prophets. You can see this at the Mount of Transfiguration where uh, Jesus was turned white and um, he appeared before uh, Peter and John and I can't remember who the other um, disciple was. but um, And he was... He was transformed and appeared completely white. And appearing with him was Elijah and Moses. Now, Elijah represented the prophets, while Moses represented the law. And Peter, not knowing what to say, said, Oh, it's, it's good that we are here uh, to see this, Lord. Uh, allow us to make three tabernacles. Uh, one for you, one for Elijah, and one for Moses. And before he'd finished speaking, God the Father boomed out of a cloud and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. You can see again, just like in, in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, God the Father is raising the words of Jesus above those of the law and the prophets. So how do we appropriate this in our lives? Well, when we're studying the word of God, primarily, primarily, we study from the New Testament, the New Testament. We use the Old Testament because all scripture is given for our benefit, all scripture. But we need to use the Old Testament to, for study purposes, for uh, confirmation, for seeing what has been um, prophesied in the Old Testament and what has been fulfilled in the New Testament. So this is just the introduction to Romans the Journey. I'm Gary Preston from Grace Faith Christian Discipleship, and I'll see you in episode number one. Bye for now.